In this episode eight, I talk about loving the addict. Have you ever loved somebody who's an addict? Do they put their addiction first and always choose you last? Well, that's exactly what happened to Daniel Goldsmith. For years, she suffered living with an addict that abused her. She tells her story to the world. However, her darkness turns into light. She's now a coach and she's changing lives. In fact, you want to stick around till the end because she talks about not only acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, but how love changed her life. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to the On Call Empath. My name is Raj Montage, and I have a special guest today, Danielle Goldsmith. And uh, I have her on the line right now. How are you doing today, Danielle? I'm great, Raj. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, thanks for being on my show. Um, they call you, uh, the name of this uh, segment is called loving the addict. So I'm going to let you explain kind of that. And uh, let's just dive right into it. Um, You know, just kind of describe your situation um, and give us a little breakdown. Um, Well, I was married to a wonderful man for 22 years. We were together for 27. But the last 12 years of our marriage, he became very depressed and I knew something was wrong. But I couldn't figure out what was happening other than the depression. And I came to find out he had been using heroin for the last 12 years of our marriage. Um, And I spent those 12 years raising our children, um, making my life about them, making my life about him, and putting myself way on the back burner, which led to nothing but pain. Oh, gosh. So... uh, loving an addict, you know, you, you do, there's all kinds of guilt associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of, lots of, uh, obstacles to overcome when we're trying right. to reclaim our own identity and extricate ourselves from that enabling and codependent relationship that we have with the addict. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I know it's not easy. Um, I know there's a lot of listeners right now, that are living with addicts and uh, it is very stressful. So I, I commend you that, uh, you know, what you went through. Um, now you consider yourself an empath. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Can you explain a little bit um, how you came to that conclusion? You know, I, I truly believe we're all born with these abilities, empath, the Claire's, all of that, right? We're, right. we're born knowing, Right. Right. Um, but part of our experience here um, in this 3D existence is to remember who and what we are. And often, you know, all of those abilities we have as children are taught out of us by kindergarten. But I never 
allowed that to happen to me. So I developed ways um, on my own as a child to protect myself because, you know, you hear all the time, you're so sensitive. You cry about everything. Um, but it's because I felt everything, you right. know? And when I finally found the word for what I was, everything for me, and I was probably in my early 20s when I discovered what an empath was. I see. You've lived with, I believe, uh, uh, an addict codependent enabler. Is that correct? And I was codependent and enabling as well. Yes, it was very, very toxic relationship. Um, can you can you explain to the audience what a uh, codependent enabler is and and how it affected your relationship having two people being that way well in in my case in my case with my husband and my children my whole focus was on their happiness right and so I would make excuses a lot you know my mom would say things to me about my husband and I'd be I would be like oh no mom it's fine it's fine and, and I'd make excuses and I allowed the behavior that he was displaying to continue because I kept thinking if it makes him happy, then that's okay. I just want him to be happy. All I want is for him to be happy. And so there's my codependency. I was like, I just was hanging on so tightly to what I thought mm -hmm. I needed in that relationship. Right. Right. So it was like and a people same, pleasing. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, I was continuing to allow the negative behavior on his end to, 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 to happen repeatedly um you know he used to say i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i got to the point where i came to hate those two words because yeah. they mean nothing <laughs> and you know that's that's a typical um i mean i i've had a lot of guests on my show who are it, it, the patterns are just so predictable like you know the the they say sorry and then they keep doing the love bombs and then it just keeps going in a circle. So, you know, I guess my question to you is, and, and for the, you know, listeners out there, when, when did you leave him and how did you end up uh, getting away and, and getting free? Like, what was that one moment for you? Well, there was actually a couple moments, but the big one for me was in October of 2013, I had gotten off the phone with my father and he was upset with me because we had basically been living off the investments my dad had created for me, right? Right. Because I didn't know that my then husband was using and he wasn't really working. He lost his job in 2009 and really was just kind of doing, you know, freelance writing and stuff um, from 2009 until he died. Um, and I, I, I found myself curled up on the floor in a ball in the fetal position crying, this is not my life. This is not my life. When I got off that phone call with my dad in October of 2013 and all of a sudden it hit me, I was like, well, if it's not my life, whose is it? Right. And I stood up off the floor and it was in that moment that I realized I had to stop worrying about everybody else and start taking care of me because I had gotten so far down this hole. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get out. And then in January of 2014, I went to the bank to get money to buy groceries, and I had $106 left 17 days after I had deposited $5,000 in my account. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So um, I knew then that something had to happen, and I, I was very calm. 
I went home. I picked up the phone. I called him. I said, I don't know where you're going to stay, but you're not staying here. I just discovered what you've done and you need to go to rehab or I'm walking. And so he went to rehab. He did 28 days inpatient rehab. He seemed to be doing well when he came out. He was on uh, Suboxone. But he fast-tracked himself off of that. And within two months after getting off the Suboxone, he was back out and using again. And I didn't discover that until Mm -hmm. March of 2015, at which point I looked at him and said, obviously, we cannot make each other happy. I love you. I will always love you. But you have to leave. I can't do this anymore. And that night was the first night in 12 years that I slept all the way through the night until my alarm Mm -hmm. went off. That's amazing. You're such a brave person for doing that. And, you know, I guess what the person that's listening out there that that's kind of on the fences and, and they're they keep getting abused and they get to that point and then they back off. They get to that point and then they back off again. You actually busted that door down. You're like, that's enough. What can you what kind of advice can you give to somebody that's listening right now to make that jump? Well, and- Here's, here's the thing. Often we find ourselves saying, like I did, this is not my life. Or when do I get to come first? Or when is it my turn? And there's only one answer to that question. When is it my turn? When do I get to come first? The answer is when you put yourself first. Correct. And that feels selfish. But it's not. Because you can't keep living your life for somebody else and suffering. There, life doesn't have to be about suffering. And you don't owe that person anything. It's not your job to make them happy. It's not your job to heal them. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, the words of wisdom that you're saying, it, it really, it motivates so many people because you know, as empaths, what we tr- tend to do is people please and put other people first. And you were doing that, but then you were able to self-reflect, step back, put yourself first. And then you totally turn yourself around and now you're helping people and and you're going to, um, you're a personal coach. Is that correct? Yep. I'm a guided life coach. Um, and I focus on four principles that actually got me um, to the point where I am now, and that's acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, and love. If, if we can learn how to accept what is and what was and find forgiveness, not only for the other, but for ourselves, mm-hmm. gratitude can flow from that, and then the love for yourself and everyone else just becomes boundless. That's beautiful. And I want to tell the listeners out there, if you're looking for a, a good holistic approach, like a good coach, I mean, I would definitely look into Danielle's work. She she addresses everything from the body, mind, spirit, you know, so she she, she does she comes from a different angle. And, and that's I mean, after what she's been through, she, she's not only talks about it, but she's been through it. Um, and she now dedicates her uh, her work to helping others. Uh, get back on track. Um, can you explain like exactly, um, you know, what type, you know, what, what do you focus on? I mean, how can we find you? 
Um, well, you can find me at my website, daniellegoldsmithcoaching.com, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we can put that yeah. in the link. Um, I also have a page on Facebook called Find Your Happy Guided Perfect. Coaching. That's amazing. The minute I, I, I had a conversation with Danielle, uh, we, we clicked right away, and um, it was like empath. Like we, we knew, and I was on the phone for almost an hour. We connected well. So um, you will be hearing from her again. We have some things coming up in the future um, to maybe join forces and, and uh, help those in need and put our brains together. So keep, keep in tune for that. Um, and the final question before, you know, we end this, uh, this episode, can you give us like one thing that you learned and, you know, you can give somebody that's uh, stuck with an addict? Well, I think the biggest thing for me in starting the process of healing was remembering who and what I am. Because when I asked myself that question, if it's not my life, whose is it? I had to figure out who am I? What, what happened to that woman who had all of these dreams and aspirations? What happened to that happy young lady who, you know, what, wh- where did all of that go? And I had let so much of myself go. And so if you can just start beginning to, to, to bring back little pieces of yourself. I mean, for me, the thing that started it was I started selling essential oils because I love them and I love interacting with people, right? So it was just about removing myself from that need to take care of everybody but myself. So take every single day, take 15 minutes to just do something only for you so that you can begin to remember who and what you are. Thank you so much for that inspiration. I can tell that you'll be an awesome coach. I know you're taking some uh, NLP classes and bettering yourself. Um, You can't, you know, you've turned your life around and now, you're helping others, other people. So I commend you for that. And that's why I've asked you to come to my show. Um, and I'll definitely have you in the future. Um, so thank you again for, for coming to my show. I just am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have met you. You're absolutely right about that connection. You're one of my tribe. <laughs> thank you. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, working with you further in the future. And, you know, last words of you know, just, I, I, I love helping people. It's my calling. And, um, this is what I was born to do. With that said, thank you for tuning in. Please uh, subscribe, leave a review and, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. So that's it for today. And, uh, we're out. Thank Thank you so much, Raj. You're listening to the On Call Empath.